Welcome back to The Daily Poem. I'm David Kern, and today is Friday, February 26th, 2021. Today's poem is by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, the famous American poet and, and writer and educator who lived from February 27th, 1807, so tomorrow is his birthday, until March 24th, 1882. He is most famous for works like Paul Revere's Ride, uh, Evangeline, and The Song of Hiawatha, all of which I have read here on the podcast. So today I want to read another one of his more famous poems, which is a poem that has a complicated legacy. It's called A Psalm of Life, and I'll read it first once and then offer a few comments and share a little bit about why its legacy is complicated, and then read one more time, as is our custom here on the show. A Psalm of Life, What the Heart of the Young Man Said to the Psalmist. Tell me not in mournful numbers, life is but an empty dream. For the soul is dead that slumbers, and things are not what they seem. Life is real, life is earnest, and the grave is not its goal. Dust thou art, to dust returnest, was not spoken of the soul. Not enjoyment and not sorrow is our destined end or way, but to act that each tomorrow find us further than today. Art is long, and time is fleeting, and our hearts, though stout and brave, still, like muffled dreams, are beating funeral marches to the grave. In the world's broad field of battle, in the bivouac of life, be not like dumb, driven cattle, be a hero in the strife. Trust no future, however pleasant, let the dead past bury its dead. Act, act in the living present, heart within and God o'erhead. Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime, and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. Footprints that perhaps another, sailing o'er life's solemn main, a forlorn and shipwrecked brother, seeing, shall take heart again. Let us then be up and doing with a heart for any fate, still achieving, still pursuing, Learn to labor and to wait. This is a very famous poem. So if you've studied the classics of American poetry, you've probably heard this poem. You may have heard it made fun of because uh, people accuse it of being a little saccharine, a little, a little sentimental. And I think it's probably guilty on that front, at least to a certain extent. It has been shared in pulpits, in, in the Senate, uh, at graduation speeches. It's certainly one of the more quoted poems. Some of those lines you heard, such as the Footprints on the Sands of Time one, you have heard it probably many times before, even if you didn't know where it came from. Longfellow wrote this poem shortly after the death of his wife, and he was in deep mourning. And so I think that in a way, this sort of saccharine, sentimental aspects of this poem are, in a way, sort of inspiring. You can see him working through his grief as he's writing, giving him, perhaps himself, some, some motivation, some inspiration. And it's certainly inspirational, you know, if it's nothing else. Longfellow scholar uh, Robert L. Gale said that this is the most popular poem ever written in English. I don't know about that, but it certainly speaks to mankind's desire for 
you know, inspirational works of art like this. And yet Charles Calhoun, who wrote a biography of Longfellow, said that the ending has, quote, Victorian cheeriness at its worst, end quote, which is actually kind of a hilarious line in and of itself. And, you know, Longfellow today is maybe not as popular as he once was. He wasn't as popular as he, as he was even during his lifetime, which is kind of an unusual thing for, for many poets. Um, but this is a poem that I think is still worth uh, remembering, even if it is a little bit sweet in a way, even if it's a little bit sentimental, maybe a little bit uh, unrealistic in some ways, because I think that poetry has the capacity to not just be inspirational, but for individual lines, individual images to carry us through difficult times. I think that's why it's worth setting poetry to memory. So a poem like this can seem a little saccharine, a little sentimental, when not living through difficult times, when not being challenged with difficult things, can be deeply meaningful when living through um, dark moments, sad moments, when living through tragedy, as Longfellow was living through when his wife died. Great poetry has that capacity. Poems can be friends to us uh, when we need them to be. That's why they get shared at funerals, at graduations, at inaugurations, on the field of battle, before football games. That's why people write, write poetry when they're experiencing a dark night of the soul. So one more time, here is Longfellow's A Psalm of Life. What the heart of the young man said to the psalmist. Tell me not, in mournful numbers, life is but an empty dream. For the soul is dead at slumbers and things are not what they seem. Life is real. Life is earnest, and the grave is not its goal. Dust thou art, to dust returnest, was not spoken of the soul. Not enjoyment, and not sorrow is our destined end or way, but to act that each tomorrow find us farther than today. Art is long and time is fleeting, and our hearts, though stout and brave, still, like muffled dreams, are beating funeral marches to the grave. In the world's broad field of battle and the bivouac of life, be not like dumb, driven cattle. Be a hero in the strife. Trust no future, however pleasant. Let the dead past bury its dead. Act, act in the living present, heart within and God o'erhead. Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime, and departing leave behind us footprints on the sand of time. Footprints that perhaps another, sailing o'er life's solemn main, a forlorn and shipwrecked brother, seeing shall take heart again. Let us then be up and doing with a heart for any fate, still achieving, still pursuing, learn to labor and to wait. This has been The Daily Poem. I'll be back on Monday with another poem for you.